Let me go first to Jamie, uh, who's calling it about the Betsy DeVos uh, nomination and now confirmed as the education secretary. Jamie, welcome to the program. Thanks, Lars. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. What's on your mind? Well, I just had a question for you um, about Betsy DeVos nomination. And how did you think that her confirmation hearing went? I thought it was rough as it, as it was expected to be. I know that some people have said, well, she doesn't know all the laws. Well, I, I guess I don't care as much about her knowing particular laws as I do about having her make good policy decisions. I'm willing to bet that while way back in the day, Phil Knight himself actually helped sew some of the shoes that he originally designed, and he did. He and Bill Bowerman sewed some of the shoes. Do you, do you think if I sat Phil Knight down today at a sewing machine in China that he would know how to put together a Nike? You know, maybe not. But okay, I, do you think the head of Boeing knows how to put the rivets in the wing of a 787 if they still use rivets on these new high-tech planes? No, and I get your point, but I do feel that this was probably the biggest interview of her life, and she was not able to answer simple questions that even teachers are expected to answer in their initial Give, give me your favorite example of a question uh, from that hearing, because I, I watched the hearing some time ago, and I don't have it committed mm -hmm. to memory, but was there one that stood yeah. out to you? Yeah, the Individuals with Disability Education Act. She she wasn't even familiar um, with the the term idea when they, they posed the question, and then she stumbled and said, well, I must have been confused and, and confused it with something else. Um, but I thought that was pretty significant, and that's something that most teachers have to be familiar with in their, their education to become a teacher and to get a job. So I was surprised that she wasn't even familiar with that, even with her knowledge of charter schools, because charter schools have to follow the, some of those same guidelines. But here's the question. The person who's at the top of an, of a, uh, an organization frequently doesn't know most of the individual procedures that are done at the bottom end. I mean, if I if I found if I could I could get Jamie Diamond, the guy who heads Chase Bank, and I walked him into one of his bank branches and said, "Open up a new account for me." Do you think he'd know how to do it? Maybe not. But well, I think I, but 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 that's because he hires people to do that work, right? And and I guess what I'm wondering is, how much do you want? the person at the top of the organization to know, I mean, for instance, I talk into a microphone all day long. We have an engineering department that deals with all the electron stuff, because while I have some familiarity with it over the years, if they said, how do you rewire this board? I would say, I don't have the first clue. Don't ask me. And they say, but you work with it all the time. You're dependent on it. And I guarantee you, the guy in the corner office who runs 250 radio stations across America Bob Prophet's a great guy, but I guarantee you if you gave him a soldering iron and a circuit, I don't think he'd be able to do much with it. So is it is a little ridiculous? I mean, you understand the Democrats hate Betsy DeVos with a passion. So they're saying we're going to find a way to defeat her nomination because we're going to show she doesn't know how to run the soldering iron. I mean, I just think it's it's a ridiculous standard, don't you? I, I don't think it's ridiculous, and it's not just Democrats. There were a couple of Republicans who um, weren't going, didn't vote for her. So, so I think that it it crosses party lines to an extent. But I guess for someone who is completely unfamiliar with the public school system, and I heard your other caller from Malala, and um, I understand she wants she's an advocate for charter schools, and that's fine. But they hate that. If, 
That's what they hate most about her, is that she wants to bring competition to this system that benefits our kids. Yes, but if the goal is to bring real change to public schools, right? Is that right? So shouldn't she have some familiarity with that system? Some, well, no, she has a familiarity with the system. She's been working on school issues for 25 years, but she's been working from outside the system. Now, let me, can I ask you a few questions? Okay, and it's it's to advance the point that you're making, or or my counter to that point. Um, do you think America's school system is successful today? And um, as a whole, yes. Uh, as a, I'm asking, is America's school system successful today? Not compared to other school systems in other nations. Okay, and I didn't even ask that. You know, because you can decide success in comparison and say, well, we're a whole lot better than Ethiopia. We're a whole lot better than uh, the Sudan. We're a whole lot better than, uh, I don't know, name some other, you know, third world hellhole. And and you could probably say we're doing great. Countries, yes. Yeah. Some work, but I would say it varies widely by, by county, city, and state. Okay, but here's the thing, Jamie. We've agreed that the system as a whole into which we pour more money per student than every other country on Earth. The nearest is Sweden that spends 25 percent less than we do per student per year, which is a good way to measure it. How much money do you spend per student per year? So who is the system currently run by? It's run by people who are inside the education system. So you know what the definition of insanity is? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So all of a sudden we have a woman who was, you know, born rich, you know, Amway fortune and all that. She could have sat on her butt somewhere and just done whatever she wanted to do. But she decided to throw herself into education for a quarter of a century. And now she's been named to try to fix the system. And she's an outsider. Why do you think and answer this honestly for me, Jamie? By the way, are you a teacher? I am. You are. And you're a member of the teachers union. And so you, you're a member of the group that has it d- devoted itself to defeating her. But just to point out your dog in the fight. Um, so now we have this entire group of insiders who've said, we can't, af- we can't let this woman in. What do you honestly think they're afraid will happen? Um, I'm afraid. I, I think that they are afraid that she is going to... Um, implement or work to implement policies that will um, basically bring about change change without actually knowing what the inner workings of a school system are like. And when that happens, teachers can't keep up with all of these changes year after year. And if someone comes in from the outside without any idea of how it works, um, that's not going to, one, get buy-in. She's not going to have followers who are invested in making that change. And two, it's not going to be effective until she learns how our school system currently operates. Well, but no, Jamie, that's the danger. That's the danger. Do you understand if you want to bring about change and then you say, come on in, we're going to show you how it works. And then you bring them in. And if you successfully transform them so they understand how it works, do you know what? They will not bring about change. They'll say, oh, well, this is how it works. I don't want to upset that. And, and that's what we've had for decades. Let me ask you something. What do you teach? What do you teach, Jamie? I think, I think innovative leaders actually 
um, work to get buy-in and learn about what's actually happening. I, I understand that they, they need to understand why it's going wrong. Just like the VA system right now is busted, and we keep trying to change it by changing it from the inside through the system that's already there. That is the definition of insanity. You say, let's try to do it again the way we've tried to change it up till now. She's talking about this. Do you ever what, – what do you teach, Jamie? Um, actually, my current role is doing college and career guidance for high school students. Career guidance. All right. Is there any competition in your school? And by that, I mean, if you have a really excellent teacher, does that teacher get paid more than union standard wages? And if you have somebody who's really crappy, do they get cut down in their wages or perhaps even fired? Um, no, unless the teacher works to get um, national board certified and then they can. Well, no, but that's just a certification. So you could have the worst teacher in the building get certified and they get paid more, right? Well, the theory would be they wouldn't end up getting certified, but. Well, but hold on. Are there people who can go jump through the hoops, but they're still lousy teachers? Do you know teachers that are really excellent at what they do and teachers that you look and think, I don't know how that person keeps their job? Yes. Okay. Do any of those people who you think, I don't know how they keep their job, do they ever get fired? I have seen a couple of cases. Two cases. In how long? Um... I've been working for almost 10 years. And you've seen two people fired out of how many? Thousands of teachers? But I don't think Betsy DeVos is going to change any of that. Oh, I think she will, because here's how you're going to get fired. If you bring in competition, if the, if the parents in your district had, do they have a, a charter school available? Yes. Okay. How many kids are in the charter school? Do you know? A couple of hundred? I don't know off the top of my head. Okay, but it's small, right? Yeah. What would happen if the parents in your district had real choice? That is, they said, well, we could send it to send our kid to Jamie's school, but we really think this charter school is doing a better job. If 200 kids leave your school, some teachers are going to be rift, aren't they? Oh, correct. And would that be a good thing? Um, well, it's based on seniority. So. Oh, and you know what? You just hit on one of the other key things that your union, Jamie, I have to put this in your lap. It's your union. Your union says if the worst teacher in the building has been there the longest and the best teacher in the building was hired last year, who gets fired? I understand. No, no, say it. Say it out loud because I want parents to hear this. You have the best teacher, the brightest, smartest young lady. She got hired two years ago. She is is God's gift to teaching. She is on a poster (laughs) that says this is the model teacher, but she was hired two years ago. And you got some guy like me who's been there for 30 years. I've been here 30 years watching the clock. And he's a deadbeat who watches the clock and he's going to gold brick his way to retirement. When the riff comes who gets fired the teacher with less years of experience exactly the best teacher in the building gets fired do you do you know of a single organization in america that would survive if it had that kind of approach do you think the patriots would have won the super bowl on sunday if they said well the player who's been on the field longest stays, and the guy who's newest, doesn't matter what his skills are, gets fired. Do you think they'd have won the Super Bowl with that approach? No, but I still don't think Betsy is going to change the current system. Well, I'm und- going to change that without any buy-in from people who are members of the union and working in public education. You know what? The minute she buys in with the union, it is game over. Yeah.
I mean, I think well, we'll professionals like you that are proud of what you do, and I know you're pro- I can tell you're proud of what you do. Isn't it an incumbent on you to go to your union and say, we have to start firing the deadbeats and keeping the good teachers? Do you think anybody in your union has the guts to do that? It's harder than it, it seems. No, it's not. But every every private... Think, think listen, the radio station I work for does that all the time. They take somebody and say, we have to get rid of one person out of these two. Which one do you want to keep? Do you know of a single boss in the private sector who says... Well, let me keep the one who's been around the longest, even though he's terrible at what he does. Only private sector and organizations that have unions. Well, and unions are the death of excellence in America, unfortunately. But, Jamie, I appreciate you coming on. You've been a good sport. Thank you, Lars. You bet. It's a pleasure. Back in a moment. You've got the Lars Larson Show.